0: And welcome to this edition of House Collective Radio on KZUM 89.3 FM Lincoln and KZUM HD. My name is Dinora Garcia and I'm so excited to be with you today and to be part of House Collective Radio, which is a program... Created to highlight the great work done by many of Lincoln's nonprofits who are members of Chaos Collective. You can learn more about Chaos Collective and how we help our members better serve the community by visiting our website at www.chaoscollectivelincoln.org. Also, be able to sign up for our free community newsletter. Just get there and click the button on the top right of our homepage. Today, we will have a great conversation with Natalie Roberts, the Executive Director of Voices of Hope. Thank you, Natalie, for being here with us. Thank you so much for having me. Please tell us about Voices of Hope and the great mission and how you guys serve our community every day. Yes,
1: absolutely. So Voices of Hope's primary focus is to provide crisis intervention services to individuals and families who have experienced domestic violence, sexual assault, human trafficking, stalking, and other forms of abuse. And we have been in the community for over 47 years providing these services. We provide a whole range of supports, and I'm sure we'll get into that in a little bit more, um, but a very brief summary of what we do here at Voices.
0: And, and for real, you guys, you know, empower uh, people and, and, and help people supporting in, in too many areas and difficulties and crises. But tell me a little bit more about your, your programs and services.
1: Yeah, so we offer a range of programs and services, like I said, for both people who have personally experienced domestic violence and other forms of abuse, as well as for their supportive members of their um, family, whatever that family looks like, as well as we're out in the community. So people access our services in a range of ways. We um, kind of, first of all, we have Crisis line. And so people can call anytime, day or night, if they are just needing to process. We have a lot of our clients who are in immediate safety situations where they need help planning for their safety or making plans to escape a situation. And so that 24-7 line is available whenever someone needs it. We also offer walk-in services. So Monday through Friday, we offer walk-in services in a range of times to make sure that if someone is needing help um, filing a protection order, you know, we're not legal experts, but we have a lot of experience um, working with protection orders. And so we're able to give a lot of helpful guidance or help them connect with community resources. So many of our clients utilize our walk-in services. We offer support groups that help peers um, provide opportunities to learn from one another, to share resources, to share their expertise, and to learn from our facilitators, as well as we provide advocacy whenever a victim presents to the hospital for a sexual assault or a domestic assault forensic exam. Our advocates go and make sure that that individual knows their legal rights and has someone who is just there to support them. And in addition, we provide court advocacy so when someone is going to court and maybe they have to go and face their perpetrator, um, our advocates will go and walk alongside that person so that they have someone who they know is is there for them, as well as we provide response to law enforcement. And so whenever um, there is a lodging for domestic assault, our advocates are called and we will reach out to that victim if it's safe to do so to make sure that they know about their resources and know that support and help are out there and that they don't need to do it alone and so those are kind of the primary way that we provide support directly to individuals who are impacted by abuse we also do a tremendous amount um, to get out into the community we do a great deal of prevention efforts so going to community fairs going to schools doing classroom presentations, going to Girl Scout troops and helping teach about consent, healthy relationships, red flags. Um, We provide a lot of training to community partners. So any system, that a survivor might be impacted by. So the criminal justice system, the family welfare system, whatever kind of systems that a survivor is going to interact with, We provide training to make sure that those individuals will be domestic violence informed, that they um, you know, have some experience in being trauma informed so that we can really make sure that survivors are having a positive experience, not only when they're working with us, but when they're working with other systems in the community as well. And just really spreading awareness about our mission, about the issues of intimate partner violence and gender based violence in our communities and just really working to change that narrative.
0: That's right. You know how how difficult it can be, how scary it can be also Try to um, look for resources in 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 a way you know when when we have you know situation of crisis. Also when um, you know probably teenagers they are not sure if their relationship is is safe or not. So we need a lot of education and also you know as a people who who is worried about a loved one or a person for you know family or friends and we want to give them a little resources about how to deal with with certain situation so how the people approach to to you guys you have you just mentioned a lot of things that you guys do for our community but um how is the first cold uh you know 24 7 or also because i need to find resources how did you guys manage you know the persons when 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 the person you know, open the door and, and the person gets the first time talking with 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 someone and it, and it can be a scary or if even if they speak another language.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So like you said, that that first time that someone is coming to us, often we might be the first time that they have ever reached out for help. Um, you know, there are some people who are coming to us and they've never even thought about or recognize these unhealthy patterns of behavior in their um, relationships. Maybe a friend has told them, hey, this is a really good place, I think you should go and talk to them. And so for whatever reason, they listened and they walked in the door. And so we try very hard at Voices of Hope to really be survivor-centered and let survivors lead. And so when that person comes to our door or calls our crisis line, we're going to welcome them and thank them for being here and treat them with respect, get them comfortable, make sure if they need a glass of water or whatever it might be that they're in a good situation. And then just listen, asking questions where it makes sense, but just really letting their voice be the guide and really trying to identify the areas of opportunity where we know that we can provide some gentle guidance or some thoughts on maybe you know what i'm hearing you say i want to reflect back what i've heard because i have some concerns so just sharing you know in really non-judgmental ways what we know about intimate partner violence as well as just letting their um their needs be the guide and so for some people they're looking for um, housing resources they're looking to file a protection order they're looking for employment or economic stability resources and we're ready to connect them with whatever that might be for some people they're not in a position maybe where they're ready to leave yet you know they're still very much in love with their partner they're really hoping that things can change, or they're just not um, whatever, for whatever reason, the barriers that are in place, they're not feeling like they're in a place where they're wanting to leave that relationship, but they are wanting to talk through what they've experienced and just need that emotional support. And so It's our job to give survivors back the power and control that's been taken away from them by the violence and the abuse that they've experienced or by the controlling behaviors that they've experienced, whatever it might be that has left them feeling like they don't have that agency in their lives. It's our job to give that power back to them and help them realize that they do have choices and to let them be the guide and walk alongside them as they navigate what those choices are.
0: Yes. Thank you, Natalie. It, it, I'm just imagining just you walk the you know, the door and somebody offer a little water just to oh, start, you know, it can be if it can be so refreshing to have somebody who is able to have compassion, to empathize and probably, uh, you know, without judging, uh, without being judged you know, listen your story and this is some of the wonderful things that uh, people can find in Voices of Hope. I want to ask you, do you, of course, you know, we have, you know, confidentiality about, um, you know, every client, but I want to ask you if you know about any successful story, something that really touched your heart or probably, you know, uh, make the team feeling like, yes, that's why we are doing this. (laughs) Yeah. I mean,
1: truthfully, every day we have those experiences. I was just at a community fair last week and it was a a large community event and we um, had, I think I had four clients that we had worked with in the past come up to me, two of them who literally said, you saved my life, Voices saved my life, this has been so incredible. And two others who brought someone else up and they said, look, I know the situation that you're in and these people are here to help you, you need to go to them. And so that's always just so inspiring to know that we are doing so much to help people in the community. You know, in the last year we served over 2,600 individual clients. And so knowing that behind each one of those numbers is a family and a story and um, knowing that we have helped some of those individuals find that safety and healing is just so powerful. Um, like you said, for confidentiality sake, we don't, you know, we, we want stories for survivors to be their story to share, but I can think of without sharing a lot of details, one of the really impactful things for me that I have been privileged to kind of hear our advocates talk about is we have a couple of survivors who we've worked with who are aging survivors, right? So they're maybe 65 years or older. And I think the barriers that we see for all victims of domestic violence are just so much greater when you're looking at someone who's maybe been with their partner for 40 or 50 years. And just watching some of these clients that we've worked with who have said, you know, enough is enough. And even though I have lived my entire life experiencing this violence or experiencing whatever um, negative patterns of behavior in my relationships I have experienced in the past. And even though maybe people in my life, my kids or my friends are saying, why would you change things right now? You know, you have all of these medical needs, what hope is there for you? But having them reach out and say, no, I deserve to whatever years I have left, I deserve for those to be years Of safety and of peace Um, and that is just so powerful to see someone who um, you know everything is stacked up against them um, who maybe has nothing in terms of resources but who says I deserve this I deserve better in my life and I think you know we see everyday um, individuals women families who are coming to us and who are making that choice to say I deserve safety, I deserve respect, and I deserve healing. And it's just so powerful to see that on a daily basis. And then to watch the advocates, the staff that we have at Voices who take on that, um, that vicarious trauma day after day. Truthfully, sometimes um, you know the clients are so inspiring, the staff are equally inspiring to me at times to see them go from one really really challenging walk-in to the next and hear about these really you know really horrific situations and to be able to show up with so much love and compassion and empathy and so much knowledge and skill at the same time um, is just truly inspiring and so uh, there's success stories every day but those are just a few of the moments that um, come to mind for me
0: that is wonderful um you know I are- Things that happen in, in a, and in especially in non-profit, you know serving others is always, you know, feel a little bit your your soul. And I will recommend the people who is listening right now if you also have a loved one and you don't understand what is going on what what happens. Sometimes they say like uh, take seven times, you know, trying to get out of domestic violence situation. So I will recommend to 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 go with you guys and help and um, ask questions because this is so awesome when somebody wants to help but we need to educate ourselves first. So you guys at an agency who really, really are very good on that, and you were talking about volunteers too. So this help, this amazing job, this changing every day life, is is not easy, and it's not. It's not it's not a gift. We need to continue, um, you know, working together, probably with people who is able to give a little bit of their time, a little bit of their treasure. And how do you guys do all this um, support this agency to continue working every day with the passion that your team has?
1: Yeah, so, um, like you said, there's an, a number of different ways that people can help address this issue, and one of them is educating themselves. So, I love that you brought up that we're not just a resource for people who are experiencing violence, but if you, you know, if you have someone in your life, that you are looking at their relationship or you're looking at what they've experienced and you have that, that question that is unfortunately a common misconception or a common um, wondering that people have, which is, you know, why doesn't she leave? Why would someone stay in that relationship? Why would whatever those questions might be? Might be. And we're here to help talk about what that is. You know, like you said, there's so many barriers and there's so many reasons that it takes someone maybe seven times, maybe more to leave an abusive relationship. And there's so many, many complicated factors that make it so that someone might stay. Um, You know, one of the one of the ones that I think is a a thing that people really don't realize is how much more high risk a situation becomes when someone is trying to leave. And so sometimes it's protective that someone might stay because they know it's safer to stay than to leave. So just getting that education out there. um, And then once you have that education and have that knowledge sharing that knowledge you know trusting survivors and helping create change in systems so we have affordable housing and access to mental health care resources Um, but if you are looking to get involved directly in the work we do offer um, a volunteer training we have volunteers who help staff our crisis line as well as do some of our hospital response. And those volunteers, we provide a close to a 40 hour training and ongoing support. And so you can go to our website. Our next training is coming up in January. Um, and we offer <clears throat> trainings three times a year that'll be that volunteer training if you would like to directly get involved. Obviously, we also have different community events and other volunteer opportunities, you know, coming and doing yard work or fun fun things like that that really help, you know, allow us to do the day to day work that is so difficult and so challenging. Um, And then getting involved in any way that people can through financial support is a huge help as well. You know, all of our services are provided free of charge in our community. And so we really rely on the generous support of our community to be able to provide this outreach to um, the people who need it most
0: now please tell me this is we are getting guys to the excited part um tell me about what is coming up for voices of hope and what are the new events that you guys have
1: yeah so some of the events that we have coming up one of the big things that's been our focus in this past year Has been thinking about what we are doing with prevention efforts. And so increasing our efforts to connect with schools, to work with um, individuals in any kind of youth serving program, because we know that the younger we can start teaching these healthy relationship skills, teaching about boundaries and consent, teaching about bystander intervention, we know that that's where the change is going to happen. You know, right now, 1.4 million Nebraskans are going to be impacted by some form of intimate partner or sexual violence in their lifetime, and that's just not acceptable for us. And so we are really working hard to change that narrative by working with families, working with communities to really um, help educate and prepare our youth to have the conversations and to have the support that they're going to need to navigate these difficult relationships. And the other exciting thing that we have going on is we have uh, events that are great chances for the community to both get that awareness out there and also to support voices in simple ways. So October 21st through 27th, we have our Shop to Stop Domestic Violence event where community businesses have committed to come together and donate 2% of their proceeds during that week to help us provide services. And so you can find that information on our website and on our social media and all of those sorts of good things. Posters will be available at all the businesses that are participating, but it's a great chance for you to get maybe some early holiday shopping done or just take advantage of the beautiful fall weather and go out and get a little bit of shopping done and in doing so not only support businesses in our community that are committed to this cause, but also directly support our work.
0: But please tell me, how do people can connect with you? How listeners can engage with you? Yeah, so obviously, like everyone
1: else, we have um, social media and a website. So our website is VoicesOfHopeLincoln.org. In addition, um, I mentioned our 24-7 crisis line. And so if you or someone in your life is needing to speak with an advocate to provide support services, that phone number is 402 475 7273 if you'd be interested in donations or if you are interested in volunteering or just have business questions our office line is 402-476-2110.
0: Natalie what is is coming for the future years How, how do you see Voices of Hope and you know here right now in the little future growing networking tell me yeah
1: Absolutely. So I think that Voices is so uniquely primed to be sort of the, um, the heroes and champions of the prevention work in our community. And also, I think that we have such an amazing opportunity for collaboration. You know, we, um, because domestic violence touches every part of someone's life, uh, that means that every system that works with people needs to be domestic violence informed. And so we work with county's attorney or county attorney's offices, with judges, with law enforcement, with child welfare workers. And work really hard to make sure that they have the information that they need, but also to create systems change. So, we're working on a partnership, um, a Safe and Healthy Families Court, that um, is really a problem solving court designed to really make some positive changes in the lives of families who are experiencing systems involvement alongside experiencing domestic violence. And I think that the future of this work is those strong collaborations and that strong ability to look at who is working within a particular community. You know, you mentioned kind of at the top of the time that we were together talking about different, maybe um, historically underserved populations. And so we work really hard to connect with the community and cultural centers to make sure that we are providing not only culturally or sorry, not only language competent um, services, but also culturally competent services to make sure that we are doing everything we can to genuinely walk along survivors in the best way possible. And so I think that on the horizon for us is an increase in that focus on collaboration. And I'm just really excited to see what we as a community can accomplish together.
0: What have you what have you learned as a result of doing this work Natalie?
1: I think that I have learned that humans are so incredibly capable of overcoming even the most horrific and challenging of circumstances and truly with the right supports, people can overcome so many challenging things. And so I think that what I have learned is that there is help out there and there is support out there and that you are never alone in walking through this life. And that if you are ever in need of that help, that places like voices are ready to step up and connect you with whatever you might need.
0: And I'm I'm just thinking you you were you were saying too many things about um you know, sometimes we don't think about what, what make a, a person sometimes have, you know, this uh, questioning themselves and probably try to get out of the situation of domestic violence and then come back and um, thinking about the financial support, thinking about a school, transportation, too many things that it can be very overwhelmed and say, oh, probably was not my, my right decision and take again to the circle again. and. So um, working together, everybody, uh, you know, in different agencies and have partners, you know, teachers, you know, um, social workers, uh, probably neighbors, you know, expanding this formal uh, support and informal support. What do you want to tell people? What is going to be, if this one thing that you want to tell people about prevention, what do you want to tell them in in crisis situation? One of you situation.
1: Yeah, I think that the the main thing I want people to know in terms of prevention is just that um, respect should be the default and respect should be the norm. And so if you are experiencing um, treatment in any way other than that equality, that respect, that equity that you deserve, um, or if you are seeing someone else who is not um, being treated in the way that they deserve, um, you know always being mindful of safety and always being mindful of all sorts of different factors but you know don't be afraid to say hey i i saw this and i wondered if you need help and don't be afraid to say I um, don't think that joke is funny. I think that especially for the men in our lives, I think that you have such a strong power to change how people think about these issues by just speaking up and saying, hey, I don't think that I want you to make comments like that or I don't think that that's how we should treat our partners. And so I think really looking at the power that men in particular have to change the situation and um, taking advantage of that.
0: I will say, people, put in your calendar, October 21st to October 27th. We're going to have a place to shop and help and support Voices of Hope. Again, what are your, um, are you guys you guys on Facebook, Instagram? Yep, so we're, we're on Facebook and Instagram
1: as well. You can find us via email, and our website, again, is voicesofhope.linkin.org
0: Perfect. Phone number. Do you have any phone number that people can yep, well- a crisis yeah,
1: line. so our crisis line is 402-475-7273. And that crisis line is available 24 hours a day to connect you with an advocate if you are in need.
0: Perfect. Oh, that was so wonderful to talk to you, Natalie Roberts, Executive Director of Voices of Hope. Thank you for coming and sharing your experiences and the great work that Voices of Hope is doing for our community. Well, thank you so much for having me. Well, and thank you, you who are listening to Cal's Collective Radio on KCUM 89.3 FM and KCUM HD. My name is Dinora, and I'm so happy to be here, part of Lincoln's Community Radio. For more information and to listen to this podcast, visit www.calscollectivelincoln.org. Remember that you can also sign up for our free community newsletter. You will know about opportunities and events that are happening in Lincoln. So remember, tune in next week for another edition of Gals Collective Radio and keep listening to KZUM 89.3 Lincoln and KZUM HD. Coming up next, Democracy Now! Take care and have a great week. Adios!